Hello everyone, welcome to This Makes Us Uncomfortable, a show where we talk about things that make us uncomfortable, things that maybe we have a hard time talking to other people about, or things that make us uncomfortable and we don't want to talk about. Um, my name's Candice, I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. And hello, I'm Katie and I use she, her, hers pronouns. Awesome, so today, um, as usual, we're going to talk about what makes us uncomfortable what katie makes us what makes you uncomfortable (laughs) today um today i think having to apologize makes me uncomfortable because Mm. i think as human beings we don't like to admit that we're wrong and so yesterday i had to i reached out to someone um to be fair who kind of like fucked me over but my reaction was not like a proper reaction Mm -hmm. instead of apologizing immediately kind of just chose to like let it be and like gave it some time but I felt like I needed to like readdress it and um kind of apologize and like just kind of process and like go through the experience that we had together and it was actually really nice and I'm glad I did it but it was very uncomfortable to do so yeah I feel that I I feel like I'm pretty good at admitting when I'm wrong I'm just really bad at having really those uncomfortable like Hi, can we talk so I can say I'm sorry? Yeah. That's really, yeah, was, I feel that. It was a time, but I'm happy that I did it now. But it took me, like, almost a year to do it, so it, better late than ever. That. Yeah, you got there. Yeah. So today, what makes me uncomfortable, I think I've been thinking a lot about coming out day, which mm-hmm. is, or national coming out day, which is the 11th, and I've always just been really uncomfortable with the concept of, like, coming out. Mm-hmm. I feel like... It's really, like, pushed on people. It's, like, what that's supposed to look like and what that has to mean for some people. So, like, for me, like, I never really had a questioning phase. I just, like, one day was, like, I think I like girls. And then, like, five minutes later, I was, like, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) That's what's going on. And so I didn't have, like, a really big moment. And I think that people, like, oftentimes, like, when we talk to queer people, like, especially queer people who are talking to other queer people or mm-hmm. even straight people who are talking to queer, trans, and intersex people. Well, intersex people don't really have... That's a different sort of coming out experience. Yeah. Um, but th- people often ask us, like, oh, like, when did you know you were queer? Like, how, what was your coming out experience like? And it's just it's like, like, one, that could be a really traumatic situation for a lot of people. And, like, you yeah. just don't have the right to ask me what that was like and also like some people just don't relate to that experience also like I feel like coming out day is so much reserved for people who have really visible um identities and like Mm, that's really exciting for them like I'm an aromantic person and I don't really talk about it that's not true I talk about it a lot with my friends especially because I've realized that I've had that identity kind of recently and I feel like I can't celebrate coming out day the same way that some I that same way I celebrate my bisexual identity Mm -hmm. because that's not gonna I feel like that's not something that's gonna be celebrated with me exactly and it's supposed to be like a joint celebration and I also feel like I don't know coming out can be a really heteronormative ideal like it like you it's something that you have to do because like like I never really told you that I was straight a lot of the times or like cisgender heterosexual whatever um whatever you personally identify as 
um, you just kind of like made that up. Like that was yeah. a fictional thing that you just like projected onto me. Yeah. And so now I have to make up for it from coming out. And that doesn't mean that coming out. And what makes me super uncomfortable about it is I have these like negative feelings associated with it. But I understand for a lot of people like that's a really positive, empowering yeah. experience. And I just. I think what frustrates me is that like it's supposed to be a positive empowering experience for everyone or we push that on to everyone and that just like makes me really uncomfortable I don't like it it also makes me uncomfortable also because like I didn't like you read my story but I like a lot of people don't even like get the chance to like it's they're kind of like pulled out instead of like coming out and so I feel like like around that like traumatic experience kind of thing like I feel like it's something that was created to make like straight people more comfortable yeah and that's like kind of what I don't like about it like it seems kind of like to have like a day seems sort of like boxy does that make sense absolutely and like a lot of people were sharing Harvey Milk's sentiment Harvey Milk was the first queer person to be elected into public office Mm -hmm. and um he had this idea that like everyone needed to be out like it like it's just a requirement for you as a queer person to be out because once straight people know that they are surrounded by queer people like their lives will change and their view on queer people will change and Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know fuck them like that's not (laughs) I am not here to serve cishet people like I am not, my identity is not here for them, but I also do understand that, like, being out is very important for, like, other queer mm-hmm. and trans and intersex people, especially, like, asexual, aromantic people, especially for intersex people, um, and a bunch of other identities, like, pansexual people, and mm-hmm. all these different identities that are continuously raised and misunderstood. Did you see the Big Mouth yes. clip? Yes, yes. That was a mess, um, but they did apologize, so shout they out did. to them. And, like, and it very was very sincerely, I thought. Yeah, and they also said that they would, like, work on it in the future. For those of you who did not see the clip, um, I did tweet it out, but... For those of you who didn't see it, it basically was this uh, young girl. Um, Big Mouth is about high school, middle. middle I think it's middle school. Middle school like student. Yeah, they're really young, um, middle school students, and she identifies as pansexual. And she, it was just so harmful for so many reasons, like by people for by like, people for pan people as yeah, well like, like she just sounds super elitist in the way that she describes like well my sexuality doesn't like follow the binary and i'm attracted to trans people and like bi people and lesbians and gays are not attracted to trans people is like what not. is being insinuated which is not true and it i think that the negative stereotype that's been painted about pan people is that they are really elitist and that they essentially like have this holier than thou and that's just not true like the way that pan people have been portrayed within the community is just really really negatively as in addition to their identities really being erased and like also bi people like it's not about the binary essentially the best description i have is like bi people are are attracted to multiple and potentially all genders just like differently and like pan people are attracted to people regardless of their gender Mm -hmm. and like just the way it was portrayed was really weird and I thought it was interesting because it was around coming out day and I was like this is really upsetting it was just so disappointing because there are people who like watch that and like thought that that was true. true and so like we have just so much more work to do when it comes 
um, around coming out and what that process even looks like and how we even educate other people. Yeah, and she was, like, introducing her to herself to the class, like, on the first day of, like, her yeah. school. And I was just like, yeah, like, I feel that's not like, usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's also a negative stereotype about pan people is that they love telling you that they're pan. Yeah. It's like, um, like, in the same way people talk about vegans, like, how do you know, like, they'll tell you, and, like, that's the same thing with pan people. Like, oh, like, within, like, five minutes of the conversation, they'll be like, by the way, I'm pan. Which, like, who do you know that actually does that? No one. I've never met. Yeah, so I think just, like, coming out day and, like, that experience, and the way we celebrate pride and all these different things can make me really, really uncomfortable. So, yeah, so today we have some questions you all asked, and I'm going to answer. Um, well, Katie and I are going to answer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so the first question came from a woman, and she asked, what do women masturbate to because I don't like porn? And let me introduce you to the magical world <laughs> that is literary erotica. Um, there are books. There are online short stories. Mm. There are... Um, some of you all still really love fan fiction, which if hey, you do, look, listen, some of the fan fiction writers I read when I was a youth, I really hope that they got into whatever universities they wanted. I hope they are in grad school. I, I hope, hope they're that, thriving. I hope that they're thriving because they were talented, mm-hmm. like very much so. It sparked like my sexual awakening. Like. Yeah. So congratulations. Shout outs to you. Mm-hmm. Because I think that you are Love amazing. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of just like literary forms of erotica. I do want to say, and we're going to have a whole episode on this probably, um, a lot of times people don't like porn because like it's really, one, you don't always know if the actresses are, or the actors even are consenting to the situation. And like yeah. porn is just a really violent industry and that's like makes it really hard. But like, and also sometimes the scenes are, I really hate porn, um, but sometimes the scenes are like not consensual and really weird. I watched Hot Girls Wanted, which is a documentary oh, about I the porn industry. Yeah, it's really, really good. And there was like a scene where the director was like just basically saying, like describing the scene before they actually filmed it. And he was like, yeah, like you never officially get a yes from her. I remember that, yeah. And I was like, you're literally describing rape. Like yeah. that's absolutely not acceptable. No. And so, but also what I, the point I was trying to make is like erotica is all, not always the best. Is like no. they also describe non-consensual scenes and um, forms of sexual assault. I, I think the difference is that you can just pretend like you didn't read that. Yeah, but you can't kind of unsee something. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can just like, when you're reading books in general, like you create your own world. You create a lot of times what the characters look like to you and mm-hmm. what the... You know, and you can just skip over it and, like, just pretend things didn't happen sometimes. And so I think that that's the difference. Not that that makes it okay in any way, shape, or form. But, yes, there is so much erotica there. There's also feminist porn. I know that that's a Mm. very controversial um, topic amongst people. Again, we will have a whole episode dedicated to that, I promise. (laughs) Um, But that might be something you want to look into because there is porn that is, you know, directed by women or people who aren't gross and that yeah. is consensual. A lot has... of times, I will say, like, I guess with accessibility, like, a lot of times you do have to pay for that, mm. which you should, like... Pay it's artists. A, yeah, like, pay artists, like, for their work, but I think that can be, like, a barrier for some people. Yeah. Um, depending on, like, 
if it's like a subscription or like episode by episode and how much it costs. Yeah. So I will put that disclaimer. Yes. I've looked into it. Yes. Um, the other question I have is how do I feel about Billy Porter playing Cinderella? And this person was specifically asking uh, or mentioning that queer men can often be put in roles that bestow wisdom and upon and educate like straight white women and in a somewhat commodifying way and I do agree that you see that a lot in media um in ways that like queer men are like just these like guardians over these like straight women and all of these different things I just think that we don't know a lot about what's going to happen in the Cinderella and I just really believe that Billy Porter will have a lot of control and like he's not gonna make it like he's not gonna allow them to commodify him in that sort of a way and we've mm-hmm. just come so far in queer media and um billy porter is just so iconic for those of you who don't know who billy porter is he plays pray tell and pose he was in my first queer movie <laughs> the broken hearts club um or what i think is my first queer movie it might have been rent but that's irrelevant um and he is just such a queer icon and talks so much about his queerness and all these different things and I think that he really has the ability to make this a really beautiful role um and I think that it won't really be in a commodifying way but we won't really know until we see it so it's really hard to tell yeah when I heard this question I just thought about how difficult it is like that line between like the need for representation and like how like necessary that is but then also the way in which that it's portrayed and like the way that it's done and I think that also has to do with like the need not only for like queer like actors and actresses but also like directors and producers and writers like Mm -hmm. creating the content that will be put out so that's sort of what I thought and then I just thought about like like flooded my mind with all the characters when we're thinking about like that role of like that wise like guardian guide yeah. um that like queer men often like portray like i was thinking about like titus and like kimmy schmidt who is like such a crazy like fun character but it's like so like he is like definitely like shoved into that like role very like tightly so i just thought about that um yeah I think that also goes back to the big mouth conversation because yeah. when I thought about that, I was like, you, what you just told me is that you don't have queer writers. You have no queer people working on the show. And yeah. if you do, they're like gays and lesbians. And I could go on a whole rant about monosexual people in general, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to go on that rant right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's essentially how we feel about it. And then the last question is how do we feel about country music? <laughs> I know this person was shading me because I grew up listening to country music and I will make country music references a lot. I think it's really hard when we talk about country music. I also really like rock music and like those things were built by black people. Like a lot of those instruments are closely related to African instruments that are used, like guitars and fiddles in particularly. Um, and if you look at old, like, anti-black propaganda in the, uh, in the Reconstruction era, like, and just, like, blackface cartoons and stuff, you'll see a lot of black people playing fiddles and Mm -hmm. stuff and, like, playing country music and, uh, things of that nature. And so I do, I haven't listened to country music really since I, you know, turned 18, um, and I stopped living, you know, in the country. Um, and 
I just don't have really a connection to it anymore. I do really love the music that I grew up on, but I also wanted to say that country music has a lot of like feminists, um, granted some, a lot of times white feminists, um, like empowering yeah. songs, like the Dixie oh Chicks. Life. Yeah. I can't think of black women country artists really. If you know mm -hmm. any, please, please let me know. Yeah. I would love to listen to them. Um, like the Dixie Chicks. I love the Dixie Chicks. Could not be more excited for <laughs> that album um, that is coming out. But like a lot of empowering songs, like by women. But there's also a lot of really violent songs. I think a lot of times people talk about hip hop being like the most misogynistic form of music. Uh, no, I definitely will say that it's like country or rock. Like a lot of these, and I think it has something to do with the way we portray um, black people as being like more violent and more um, prejudiced and. All discriminatory and all these different things which again conversation for another time um but yeah i do i i don't know anything about newer country music except for old town road um i do stand darius rucker and go listen to wagon wheel after this yeah a great black country artist but yeah do you have feelings about country music i think i just have to go on like a song by song basis like mm -hmm. i like some like like country love songs are so sweet mm -hmm. and so pure when like the men actually like love their wives like Thomas Rhett like I think most of his music is just very pure because he actually like really freaking loves his wife um but yeah then like you'll be on the radio and like one song will be like great and fine and then the next one is like horribly misogynistic and like gross and I'm like all right well I'll have to change the channel now yeah. um so I think it's just you have to find like artists who you think actually care about women which you know all of them should but unfortunately do not yeah. put out this like terrible art so yeah so those are all the questions that we have for today if you have any questions that you want me to ask make sure you dm me at us uncomfortable on instagram and twitter um i also have a curious cat on twitter i'll put the link where i put the links to all the other where i put the links to where you can find all the episodes um and so today our topic is sex toys, which I'm super excited about <laughs> um, because I think that sex toys are really cool and also sex toys is like the sex toy industry is worth $15 billion. Oh, wow. And I think that people think that no one's buying sex toys or they're really taboo, but clearly if it's making $15 billion. Yeah, people, people are buying them. You just can't see what's inside that brown cardboard box. Exactly. Like. <laughs> Um, so what are sex toys, really? I feel like sex toys can kind of be, like, anything that you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like, they, it's, like, any object that you can kind of use to derive pleasure from. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to say anything can be a sex toy if you wanted to be, because that's not true. You need to be safe. But, like, yeah. it doesn't, like, have to fit into, like, this category, like, if. You, you are into what you're into, so whatever kind of makes you feel good within, like, good safety parameters, I feel like a lot of things could be sex toys that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah, I agree. I think that also, just in general, sex toys are just things that enhance your sex life mm -hmm. and are good for you to use by yourself or with a partner or That's partners, whatever it is that you're doing what you're up to however many people you're doing them with mm -hmm. which is your business and nobody else and nobody else is as long as everyone is consenting yeah um and so i think that's something when i think about when i when coming up with sex toys or talking about sex toys and something that really 
me is makes me really passionate is like the lack of government regulations Mm -hmm. when it comes to sex toys and when we're talking about safety and things like that so for those of you do not know there are no regulations for sex toys because they're such a taboo thing like no one really wants to talk about them as a matter of fact in alabama you're technically not allowed to buy sex toys you can buy what? them yeah why i'm not i'm not surprised yeah. but i'm disappointed yeah as i frequently am with alabama yeah i think that uh, you can buy. I know that you can buy them as novelty items or educational purposes, but you can't buy them as um, like for pleasure. Like you can't market them as sex toys. So I don't really know how they're sold in Alabama. Or um, I'm assuming they buy a lot of them online, or they're called yeah. like novelty shops or yeah. something like that. Or you get them at like a casual store. I know there are stores like doesn't Spencer's. Yeah, Spencer's exist anymore. It does. I've never been in a Spencer's. I doubt there's one in Alabama, but <laughs> I but, hope so. I mean, we don't know. Alabama's yeah. a big state. Yeah. Um, again, never have been to a Spencer's, so I wouldn't know. But, I yeah. Them, definitely. But, and so I have such conflicted feelings about that, right? Because what does government regulations look like? They're supposed to keep you safe, which they they don't. But, like, all the time. But they're supposed to set, like, a guideline for safety and, like, a minimum standard so people aren't endangered when they come into contact with any sort of product or food. Um, But, yeah, the fact that they're not... Like, that's something that's going inside of your body for the most part. Yeah. So, I feel like it definitely needs to be... Like, we looked it up, actually, earlier, and, like, condoms are regulated, tampons are regulated... Like, all these different kinds of, like, items are regulated. So I think this just stems from, like, the government officials, like, just not wanting to talk about sex, sex at yeah. all. Which, which is scary. Yeah, terrifying. Um, and I think that... They don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. They don't want to have uncomfortable <laughs> conversations. Send this to all of your government officials. <laughs> Tell them to listen to my podcast. Please. Listen and subscribe. I think when we're talking about like sex toys just like when we talked about when we're talking about food mm-hmm. um there's all this lobbying and all of these other companies that are going to that would like let's say they announced that they're going to start having government regulations on sex toys like when they start to you know look at what that's going to look like you're going to have like big plastic mm-hmm. and all of these other like rubber companies and all these other special interest groups. special interest groups that are going to try and lobby and say that these things aren't that bad for you and are super safe and yeah they try to turn it like all these different because fuck science right because fuck science <laughs> do you know that when like just as an example mm-hmm. of how they twist and turn and manipulate things I remember seeing uh, something going around on the internet that I, I did verify was real mm-hmm. um, in like Flint, Michigan or some other place that had a lot of lead in their water where they were talking about how like a little bit of lead isn't going to kill you kind um, of a thing. What about, I don't know, children? <laughs> yeah, and how like it's not like the worst thing for you and <laughs> all of these really scary, horrifying things. And so like I know they're going to talk about um, how these products are not super harmful for you but you definitely can have really harmful products like jelly rubber sex toys are really really common especially in like dildos or vibrators and 
Um, especially ones that I think strap-ons strap-ons yeah that are trying to be seen as like realistic um, and they're so bad for you it's like don't please, put that in your body if you please. remember nothing from this episode please <laughs> just do not buy jelly rubber sex toys that's all I want from you um, there are other things that I want from you, I'm not going to lie, but I would really appreciate <laughs> it if you did not buy Jelly Rubber Sex Toys, because they have so many dangerous chemicals in them. Yeah, what did we say? Like phthalates, or yeah. phthalates, I can't remember, it's, it's, it's phthalates. It's, yeah, phthalates. Yeah, we looked it up earlier, and I still can't say it. <laughs> um, they also are made from really porous materials, and not just Jelly Rubber, like sometimes plastic can be porous as well, mm-hmm. um, and basically what that means is that your toy is never truly clean, um, because the the poor because it's so porous like bacteria gets trapped in there mm-hmm. and you know that it's that's not a good situation it's not a good situation that can cause infections and things like that you can use condoms with jelly rubber but i just think you shouldn't use jelly rubber at all at all they also um have sex toys that are made with pvc which and i guess vinyl. to make like a harder plastic kind of deal i don't know not i'm cute. just imagining a pvc pipe and that doesn't yeah <laughs> not on my alley but yeah you do what you want to do except for don't pvc is really yeah intense. it's like not good pvc is really bad for you and yeah. should not be going inside of your body and that's why we need like someone some form of a board or some form of even if it's like an unofficial like yeah not government regulated board or to get some sort of a sort of like certifications like how we do in food, mm-hmm. how like there are unofficial like nonprofits and stuff like that that register certain companies that are like this food is ethical that like I think like CBD probably isn't like actually regulated. I'm not yet. sure. I don't know. At least at one point, but there was like little like cert- certifications that say like these have been tested and like looked into and like is yeah. safe, but it wasn't um, by like yeah. FDA, I guess, would be the FDA, or the CDC, I don't know. Yeah, I think the FDA. Yeah. Um, that's also, I also learned that vitamins and supplements aren't regulated They either. are not. It's like an unofficial, one of those unofficial boards. Yeah, so you can, like, they can make promises and stuff. So, I think that Just there are some... Research. Do your research. There are some sex toy websites that have, like, safety meters that'll tell you, like, on a scale of 1 to 10... How safe is a sex toy that you're using? Okay, don't they sell don't it if it's, like, not a 10, though. Yeah, or at least that's like why five I, and above. I don't understand. <laughs> like, okay, this is a 1, but we're still going to take your money Yeah, and that's it. the thing is I don't think that they would be completely honest about they. They're not going to tell you that a jelly rubber is a 1 or a 2. Yeah, because it's it made is. Of, like, so many products. Yeah, but they're going to be like, this is a 7. Like... More like a 3, but... Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, there's also, like, glass sex toys. Those are pretty safe for you. Also, if you're into temperature play, you can manipulate the glass to be Heat whatever. that shit up, cool that shit off. Up. Yeah, <laughs> put it in the freezer, whatever it is that you want to do. Stainless steel. I also imagine temperature play could be. Yeah. You could cool Just it careful down. with, careful, because that gets really hot and really cold. Oh, yeah, no. So. You could be, that could be dangerous. Yeah, like hot metal. But you're right. Just be careful. Just be very careful. And silicone. Silicone, especially like medical grade silicone, is like the safest um, material that you could possibly be using. It's really easy um, to be cleaned. It's not porous. Um, and you can... They, they can be expensive. That's mm-hmm. another thing with sex toys is that um, they can be really, really pricey. And... Yeah. 
but it's also you're paying for quality, so that's really complicated. Yeah, so it's kind of a catch for me too. Yeah, because you want to have good quality products. Yeah, but it's an it's an investment. It is an investment. They it do really last is. a long time. Yeah, like the the nicer ones like really do last a long time if you take care of it. Yeah, like anything. Yeah, like most things, like if you take good care of it, it'll last a long time. Um, pro tip: do not store silicone sex toys with other silicone sex toys. <laughs> yeah, like keep them in like maybe the box that they came in or Little, like sheath. Yeah, <laughs> like a cloth something. Um, a little like satin pouch for mine <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable it's cute um because silicone does not react very well with itself and it could me- your sex toys could like melt together and no Which one wants wild that. and like no one tells you that no one tells you that these are the things that you need to know like and if, I'm got, here. if i'm online and i've got a cart full of silicone products they probably should be like hey by the way they're not friends like yeah but they don't want me to tell you that they want you to buy more they want them to melt together (laughs) um and yeah so there's also different types of sex toys that we're gonna talk about wow so 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 many so (laughs) i guess to start off we have vibrators yeah the most traditional i'd say yeah yeah and they're like they come in all shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. and like kinds um so they're the wands which that traditionally is like for like inside and outside. Well, no, wands are typically used for external because they're also they're uh what are they called? Oh, are they like the ones that you would see in like Brookstone or something? Yes. Where they're like they're back like, massagers. Yeah, that's back the word massager. I'm looking for. Personal massager. Oh. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, you can. Those are really easy to buy. Pick um, them up in the store as a child, and your mom's like, Oh no. Yeah, I call them, I call, like, some of them, depending, like, the Hitachi Magic Wand, which is, like, the most uh, popular vibrator in the world. Wow. Um, The knowledge that I have. (laughs) These are the fun facts that I have. Uh, I call them housewife vibrators. Yeah. Because they're really easy to buy, and, like, no one... No one really kind of knows. Like, it could just be like, very polite. They're very much, like... They're like you know, like black and silver and white and like yeah. not fun colors. And they're and not obscene and no. like very like classy and elegant and yeah, I feel like I call them outside writer writers, but like that's not to shame people who use them. I think that wand vibrators are great. I think that you should buy they them. They do it, the trick. They do the trick. Um they also do have attachments like G spot attachments and stuff mm. like that, so you can use them internally, um, and things like that. Um there's also like bullet vibrators which are really tiny um typically used for like clitoral stimulation but also i do want to say that like sex toys are for everybody mm-hmm. regardless of your genitalia your gender identity your sexual orientation that is so irrelevant to yeah why does that matter why does that matter they're a fun time for everyone exactly um there's also dildos which also can vibrate a lot of these things can also vibrate they, they like you can get a four-in-one deal like they'll do everything <laughs> yeah. for you there's rabbit it's, vibrators um which like they're pretty they're yeah pretty they great. have like dev- another attachment that is typically mm-hmm. used for clitoral or anal stimulation depending on which way you turn it mm-hmm. um also a lot of vibrators you they're can like move. bend them so that they like hit the right spot yeah twist them bend them around or yeah. they move they have like they can go in circles. And yeah, and they like make like speeds. finger movements and stuff. Yeah, like ugh, they're technology also, is just 
wild. I think these are like newer, so they Mm -hmm. used to be in the vibrator category, but they're like oral sex simulators, Hmm. um, which basically have a lot of suction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which science is amazing. I technology is beautiful. It is. Um, like couldn't tell you how it works, but it works. Yeah, I've definitely seen some. I don't have one. Don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they do um, have like a lot of like suction. Um, I do know there was one that was like introduced recently. I will say this, and this may be an unpopular opinion. When you see a new up and coming sex toy or like that seems really, really cool and you want it and it's like 200 bucks and you're like, or even like a hundred dollars and you're like, but this is so cool and nothing like this has come out before. Just wait. Wait. Just wait. Someone just will rip down. it off. Someone and it'll be 50 will, bucks. and it'll fifty bucks, and it'll still do the trick. And as like, long as it's silicone or some other safe material. Yes, as long as it's not like jelly rubber or anything like that. Like yeah. someone, because I remember, I can't remember what it was called, the first oral sex simulator, um, but it was super, super popular, and everyone was buying them, and I was like, I'm not paying that kind of money Mm-mm. for this. You have me all the way fucked up. <laughs> and sure enough, like the, other companies came out with them. Like those stairs that we were looking at. Oh, yeah. We'll get to furniture in a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, there's also, yeah, like I mentioned, dildos. Those can vibrate. Those can be um, just regular. A lot of times they're like glass or stainless steel. Those are the ones that like... Um, they simply like represent like a, or not represent, they're like shaped <laughs> like a penis. Yeah. They have like make your own dildo kits. Really? Yeah. For like, um, like you can make like your DIY partners. dildo. DIY dildos. Okay. Oh, like, could you like a good DIY? Like, like to like make like your partners. Yeah. Like in the same shape and oh, things of that nature. I love that for us. Yeah. That's so, that's so sweet. It really is really adorable. <laughs> I like, oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. Going on a long, long trip, but you won't have to miss out. Like, yeah. That's great. Amazing. Love that. Um, there's anal sex toys. Do not, do not, do not use anal sex toys that do not have a flared base. Because they can, and very much will, get stuck. There was, mm, I remember in high school. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound fun. I remember in high school there was this guy. His Twitter name is Growly. I don't know if he has changed his Twitter name since. <laughs> but he had a vibrator stuck. No. And he had to go to the emergency room, and he tweeted the whole thing. I remember no, at one point, I'm no pretty sure he like there. he like tweeted Energizer, and he was like, "Why, <laughs> <laughs> Why are these batteries still running? Because they were running. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, they were on for a really long time, which like I guess life is supply great. right there. Yeah. Um, I also don't recommend using battery operated toys because when the battery runs out while you're in the middle of oh, there's like, nothing quite as disappointing as like the batter like if even if you're by yourself like it's just so sad you're just like you don't want to have that moment i promise you charge if it's like charging charge it before batteries don't last that long so just don't just don't do it is how i personally feel make sure it's chargeable but you can use better that's your choice yeah. completely i just don't recommend it i just never get one of those have. like lightning long duracell batteries <laughs> apparently yeah um but yeah anal sex toys are great and then there's like yoni eggs and, no yoni eggs sorry and benoit balls which are used for like strengthening and like mm-hmm. pelvic floor which like having a strong pelvic floor can be helpful for a lot of health reasons as well as mm-hmm. like 
for sex and but make sure when you're using yoni yoni eggs i don't know why i say that word all wrong all the time yoni eggs that they're made from like because they're crystals a lot of the times they're like eggs that go inside of the vagina and like you can use them when you're doing kegels and like sometimes people just walk around with them which power to you do that with the benoit balls yeah just like wear them throughout the day yeah, it's for, like, Some of them also, like, vibrate and stuff and can be used for, like, stimulation as well as strengthening. Yeah. It's an interesting feeling. I yeah. use them. Super interesting sensation. Yeah. There's also, like, um, when you're talking about vibrating, like, just throughout the days, there's, like, remote control vibrators, if that's, like... I... I think that's just such a good idea. Yeah. Like, so such if, a good... And like, you can when you're like, in the movies? Yeah. Or, like, you can, like, give it to your partner. And, like, yeah. throughout the day, like... Yeah, that's like, what long I mean. distance, they can just, like, click it yeah. for you, like, or, like out of I nowhere. there's, like, phone apps and stuff. Yeah, they can, like, like, a timer. <laughs> that's incredible. I just can't, like, can't imagine just, like, being inside of a lecture and being like, Woo! Okay! Yeah. Hello! Or just, like, at work. Yeah. Anywhere, really. Um, and then there's, like, foreplay toys. There's, like, games and stuff and, like, dice. I think you can, like, like, I think you could very easily, like, make your own, like, just use some regular dice because it'll be, like, like, uh. is this. Yeah, because it'll be, like, uh, one dice is, like, the action and then the other dice is, like, the body part. So, like, kiss, Mm -hmm. uh, neck. Little, like, little, like, coupons, you know? Yeah. Like, you just, like, write out things that you want. (laughs) the other person or people write out what they want and you just like I don't know yeah get creative I'm not get creative there's all types of games foreplay is important make. whatever you're doing just foreplay is important I once saw someone who was like abolish the idea of foreplay because the concept was that foreplay should just be a part of sex like thank sex you and foreplay should just like be within the it same should thing. be a necessary yeah. requirement and yeah. it is not not for a lot of people right which like if like you get into like the yeah. orgasm gap and all of that yeah another nonsense. time <laughs> nonsense. Um, there's also a lot of toys that are really friendly for people with disabilities like sex ramps which are like think of Think of, like, a foam ramp. I'm making a motion with my arms that you all can't <laughs> this see. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you all can't see me. But they're, like, think of, like, a foam ramp, which, like, can be easier for people to lay on or for people to get into different positions and different things like that. And there's also just a lot of toys that help people with disabilities, which is mm-hmm. super important. There are couples toys, like, also, like, the foreplay toys and things like that, vibrators that can, like, attach to multiple parts of the body. Um, there are strap-ons. Obviously, there are strapless strap-ons. Oh, I just found out about this, and I think it's awesome. Amazing, especially, like, uh, again, for people with disabilities, maybe um, a harness is something that's, like, not accessible to you. Um, like That the, just seems super uncomfortable for anyone yeah, also. Yeah, it really just depends on, like, the harness and who you are and, like, how your body is made up and the, how the harness is made up. I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, cheap harnesses are a thing that are can be really uncomfortable and also, like... I know there's a situation sometimes where people have to, like, the harness is, like, jumbled and, like... Oh, boy. The Velcro is weird and no one wants that. Oh, no. Um, unless, like, it, obviously, if you want to use a strap-on and use a harness, then that's your business. But they do have strapless ones where, like, the... Um, and sometimes they vibrate, like, one piece uh, or not... Like, one end goes inside of the person wearing it and, like, basically their muscles are holding it so that they can use on the other person... Um, or people, um, well, I mean, you can only use it on one person at a time. Yeah, one, yeah. Um, imagine. Take turns. (laughs) Take turns. 
Uh, and then there are like furnitures, like sex swings. Okay, I once, <laughs> my friend once tweeted out like a spanking bench, um, and it's essentially like it looks like stairs, and it it's has different stairs. like it's just stairs, and it has different like handcuffs and stuff like that. This shit is two hundred fifty dollars. Now, here's the thing. Why? Why? Um, I just feel like you could definitely, even if you want, I actually Googled it and I was like, can you DIY spanking bench? And the person who pulled it up was like, yeah, you can just do it with things that you have around your house, like cloth and like plywood and like all these different things. And I was like, whoever created this was definitely a lesbian because they were just talking about these things <laughs> that they casually had around the house, like plywood and all these building oh, supplies yeah. <laughs> and chainsaws. And I was just like, It'll okay. take you an hour at Home Depot and an hour at home. Yeah, but also, I don't know, get a chair, a couch, a bed, there's just, like, all types of things, um, that you could use, um, and then there's, like, BDSM toys, like, bondage toys. Yeah, like, handcuffs, um, maybe not handcuffs, because that just, I've never, like, used actual, like, metal handcuffs. Oh, yeah. That just seems super uncomfortable, if that's, like, your thing, like, if, like, pain and pleasure is, like, your thing and you, like, enjoy that, then that's totally up to you. But I use, like, the leather, like, cuff. It's, like, a leather, like, kind of strap band thing. Yeah. And those are way comfier. Because yeah. that's not where They're I'm wanting ones. to be in pain, you know, like, yeah. during that process. Yeah. Um, that's just a weird. Not yeah, a weird. If wrist pain is your thing. But I feel yeah. like wrist is not typically where people want to experience pain. A huge erogenous zone. But yeah. everybody's different. Everybody is different. Um, there's fuzzy ones. Um, also, silk I've heard ties. if like your silk ties, for sure, or scarves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, um, I've heard that people who are, if you're newer to that, like Velcro mm. could be really um, helpful because they're really easy to get off in the yeah, event that the person who's wearing them starts panicking or is uncomfortable and wants it to stop. Like, yeah. yeah. You can get out of them pretty easily. You can get out of them pretty easily. Um, there's, like, all types of, like, spanking devices, floggers. Oh, yeah, floggers, paddles, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, crops, like, little... Riding crops. Yeah, the... Riding crops are essentially, like, what... Uh, you yours on a horse a horse yeah it is exactly that yeah floggers uh, you know what the little maybe things with like tweet. the tassel like yeah i don't know what that's called but it has like little like things and you like Whitchy. yeah <laughs> just like that it's just like that that is the exact noise <laughs> i would know um, but like it's like little like things and then there's also like like feathers and like using the feathers that. pinwheels oh yeah. is that the little like yep strongly recommend yeah um pinwheels are essentially like think of think of a pinwheel like some people use them on their face for their skincare like it's a little like metal thing that it's like a little metal thing with like little like it kind of looks like a pizza cutter but like with points exactly it looks exactly like a pizza cutter with points. and it just like i just did a motion again that you can't see but it makes you go like ooh, like yeah it's a cool sensation yeah um describe it yeah, so there's a lot of things if you're gonna get into BDSM toys and things of that like things of that nature. I also recommend you Google what you're doing. Um, there's also rope that you could use. Rope can cause nerve damage, so please be careful and like again like don't YouTube. Tie it too tight. Don't tie it too tight. Maybe Google techniques. Techniques. Look and up your knots. Look up your knots. <laughs> and just make sure you know what you're doing. Scarves we talked about. 
Um, belts can be used. I know that that could be really triggering for some people, depending on how you grow up and discipline and things of that nature. But they can also be used as like, uh, like a light choking device mm-hmm. or like to tie you up or spanking. spanking, whatever it is that you want. I also just thought of a different. Oh, ball gags and like choking. Oh yeah. Um, devices are really cool. Ball gags essentially like are a ball that go into your mouth, um, and they have like a strap to put around your head and. Things of that nature. There are just so many different types. It, the, it's an endless, boundless world. Of sex toys. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, lube is super important. Um, is like, maybe not a sex toy, but a sex... Not a necessity if it's not a necessity for you. But yeah. it can be a necessity for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, sensitivity gels. There are gels that can increase sensitivity in, like, the nipples, the clitoris, and just other parts of your body. Um, also there's different types of lube, there's silicone and there's water-based, whether or not you prefer one or the other is just very much up to you. Well, Um, condoms react, I think, with, you have to use water-based. Water-based or silicone. I learned that a lot of... One of them deteriorates. It's oil. Oil, yeah. Oil-based lube. If you're using, like, oil-based lube, like coconut oil or something like that, you can't be using condoms or you need to be in a situation where a condom isn't necessary because, um it'll deteriorate the condom and that's not that cute. That doesn't help anyone. anyone. <laughs> you don't want to have to fish that out. Yeah, and wherever. also it's just not effective no, if it's deteriorated. Yeah, like what's the point? yeah, and silicone can be, um, last longer and, but it's really hard to clean and I've heard it can cause stains. Um, water-based is just a lot less messy and a lot easier to clean up, but doesn't last as long. Personally, like the consistency better, but it's obviously up to personal preference. Yeah, but if you're using water-based lube, make sure there's no glycerin or Mm. parabens or anything like that. Again, this is going inside of your body. Do Do your your research. research. (laughs) Um, Katie, how do people buy sex toys? Well, okay. So you could obviously like go into like a in-person sex shop. Yeah. But I know for some people that like contact with like other people, people that are working there, like people can be like uncomfortable, like just like browsing with that experience and some people aren't and that's totally cool. But then obviously the other option would be like shopping online. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that like a lot of like sex shops kind of sell like cheaper materials like there's Mm -hmm. obviously like a variety but for the most part like in my experience of the places I've been like they're not always like super high quality or like people like they'll break or the battery will run out or like it won't charge or like I know a lot of people have had like issues sometimes so you can't read reviews yeah there's no like reviews the materials aren't going to be listed it's just going to be in like this like fun little box (laughs) that like gives you like not a lot of information and then they do sell like other like higher quality ones but comparatively they're like a lot more expensive and I feel like those stores can like kind of hike it up and there's not a lot of like options yeah um so I'd say for like maybe like vibrators like mechanical ones I would like do more research before you go yeah to the store I think a store would be good I was gonna say cute I mean it could be cute. <laughs> uh for like paddles and riding crops and yeah like, for like those kind of like non-mechanical yeah or like things that aren't going like into your body like yeah because the material like so they're important. just trying to yeah it's really important and they're not really looking out for you they're not going to list what it is so you can think that you're getting one thing and getting something else which yeah. is why like online I feel like 
is sort of like a safer option when you're doing like things that are going inside of your body. Um, you can look up the materials, you can look up reviews, um, you, can go on you YouTube. have options, YouTube. Yeah, there's a whole YouTube, like, you can turn off your history on YouTube if that's something that personally bothers you and you mm-hmm. all should know how to use private browsing at this Incognito point in your lives. Um, and if that's, again, something that bothers you, um, I'm grown, so, <laughs> uh, I don't really care but like yeah there's a lot of youtube online reviews not even just about like specific sex toys but like a category of sex toys mm-hmm. if that's something that you're interested in trying if, if they're like and they might be like are you interested in butt plugs here's a variety of here's what they do here's what they don't do and here's a variety of different types of ones um so that youtube is a great youtube's great it is also, also, like, sex toy reviews can be so funny. Hilarious. They're, like, if you need a good laugh today, just, like, look up a sex toy review. Yeah. Like, they just they just really lay it all out there, and they can be super funny. Yeah, and I understand completely if you don't want to use Amazon. That completely makes sense because Amazon is gross, but it could be a great place to look at reviews. Yeah. Um, in addition to, like, these, like, Adam and Eve, Eve's Toys... All of these different sex toy websites. If, I'll tweet and post on Instagram. And there are like, like, if you're bougie and you have like a little stash put away for like a special toy and you want like a bougie one, there are like luxury brands that there like are, are very brands. high quality. They're reliable. They're made out of better materials. They look nice and sleek and beautiful. Yeah. Like I've seen literally like I think um, the brand is called Lilo. Yes. Um, and they literally have like fourteen karat yeah. gold like dildos. So it's it's I wild. Think that Lilo is what I was referencing when I was talking about a brand that comes up with like certain types of oh, sex yeah, toys yeah, first, yeah. and they're like, they're Here we are. yeah, they're wild, but. You know, if that's, if what, that's you're what you're into. For some and, people, sex is a hobby, and you yeah, collect Yeah, or it's like things. self-care. Like, if yeah. that's for you, and you, like, if that's something you want to, like, splurge on, like, go for it. Go for it. Have a fun time. Yeah. Also, if this is important to you, make sure you look into discreet packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want it to, or sometimes you don't care, which, again, more power to you if yeah. you don't. Um, but you can get, you know, packages that are very obviously. Lilo like, is, is like a sex very... toy. <laughs> it's just like, this is a sex it's toy. just a dildo it's that's been wrapped like, in like, plastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, wonder what that is. Yeah. Lilo's really good about packaging. I've um, bought stuff from there, and it's like in like yeah. a really nice black box. And unless like the postal worker's gonna be like, hmm, what's Lilo? I think it, it might have like the brand name on it, but yeah. it's like it's not like dildo.com like yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah um make sure you take care of your sex toys i did learn recently that a lot of condoms have silicone based lube meaning you can't use them on silicone toys which is very condom condom very (laughs) common for people to use uh condoms on sex toys because it just makes cleanup easier Mm -hmm. if you're using them with other people it's just safer um things of that nature um but don't be very careful when using condoms on silicone based toys also don't use silicone lube with silicone based toys because Mm -hmm. again silicone doesn't react well to itself yeah i didn't i did not know that so i'm glad i've been educated on some stuff today yes because i don't want my 
my hard-earned money melting away before melting my or deteriorating. Very eyes. Yeah, that yeah. would that would make me cry. <laughs> I would. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't even want to imagine it. Don't imagine uh, yeah, it. don't imagine. <laughs> don't think about it. Um, and then make sure you're cleaning your sex toys. Yes. Um, I mean, honestly, pro- like ideally, you'd want to have some sort of like antibacterial thing going on to clean them but i think like yeah non-scented um paraben free i don't know if they're parabens and soap i know it's in shampoo but um just like look into it but something like gentle but still antibacterial yeah um i mean hot water like if you like not boil it because if it's plastic it'll melt but like if you warm like warm water and just like a cloth like thoroughly cleaning it off yeah um it's the least you can do (laughs) yeah if it's not motorized especially like dildos and stuff like you can um put it in the dishwasher without soap do not do not clean your sex toys (laughs) with dishwasher soap please promise me that you won't do that (laughs) But yeah, um, get it all nice and because they have like a sanitizer kind of yeah. cycle. Yeah, and that includes like you know spanking utensils and utensils, utensils, <laughs> like all types of things that you're using yeah. with other people. You should just make sure they're clean if they're encountering bodily fluids. Yeah, careful with the leather though. Yeah, careful with leather. Water. Yeah. Maybe just a baby wipe. Yeah, and just make sure you're being safe and taking care of your toys and yourself yourself and understand that the point of using sex toys is for things is for have fun so make sure you're yeah experiment carefully experiment carefully katie do you have closing thoughts i loved this conversation it's like not some like because it's so taboo uncomfortable like people like don't want to talk about it but i freaking love sex toys i love sex um, which like anybody that really knows me well kind of knows, <laughs> but, um, so I'm really happy I got to have this conversation. Um, I was just trying to think about like why, I don't know, like I don't get why sex are so like, taboo. like why it's so taboo or like even to talk about sex, like I get it, but it's like, it's something that should bring people like joy and like happiness. And I wish more people could like talk about their experiences and like share them with each other. So I hope people who are listening that inspires you to want to have these uncomfortable conversations because sometimes they're not sometimes they're not uncomfortable i think this is a super fun conversation yeah we had a great time yeah (laughs) Um, uh, i also love talking about sex toys and sex um and i think that um, again, make sure you're not, you're doing your research. I just cannot. Please. It's a Especially quick Google. A quick Google. Bing, and, Safari, Firefox search. Like, yeah, I don't recommend you use Bing, but. Why don't we use Bing? It's just Bing. Uh, well, okay. I didn't know if there was like a specific reason. Yeah. No. Please don't. Yeah. Um, but I think that make sure you're doing extensive research because these do cost money and you want them to be able to last a very long time and you want them to, you know, work when you want them to work, work when you want them to work. Don't lose your charger to your sex toys. Um, yep. We've both done that. Yeah. (laughs) It's very upsetting. And they use the weirdest chargey thingies. Yeah. So it's hard to find another one. If you can find charger, like ones that charge with like a USB or like incredible. Yeah, look into that as well. What, yeah. what it uses so to you don't have to it. walk into like Radio Shack with your yeah. vibrator and yeah. be like, "Do you, you have, have this? something that fits this?" Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah. Wait, radio, I think Radio Shack business. Radio Shack did close down. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, explore, have fun, and make sure you aren't doing anything that you're not comfortable doing. Absolutely. Um, with your own body. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for, for inviting me. Of course. Um, make sure you follow us um, at Us Uncomfortable on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you ask me questions for me to answer on the next episode, which will be coming out two weeks from now. I will be putting out episodes every other Friday. Um, and, yeah, I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye. Bye.